Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our guest today is Diana Gardner-Williams, and our topic is Pregnancy Loss, Our Babies Are Just a Cloud Away. Diana Gardner-Williams is the mother of a three-year-old son, two early pregnancy losses, and one stillbirth. Nearly three years after losing her stillborn son, Tanner, Diana set out to provide a creative outlet for parents to acknowledge and preserve the legacy of their angel babies. Diana is owner and founder of Just a Cloud Away, Inc., which provides specialty scrapbook remembrance kits to families grieving the loss of their baby. Diana is also a professional landscape designer and has a passion for developing memory gardens to help those grieving the loss of a loved one. Welcome to the show, Diana. Hi, thanks. Hi, Diana. It's great to have you on the show. I absolutely, when I first um, heard about you and went to your website and uh, looked at it, it's just the cloudaway.com website, and looked at the picture of that baby, that is the dearest picture. It's a baby on a cloud, uh, mm-hmm. and the idea of just a cloud away is, uh, well, it's just kind of an amazing thing. Who did that fabulous picture for you? Um, actually, that is a picture of my living son and, oh, wow. uh, as a baby, and my graphic artist um, took my vision and uh, just created our logo for Just a Cloud Away. Uh, it's it's so uh, compelling. It's just beautiful. It's, I love it's an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit about you. You lost your baby almost at term. It was 30, 38, 39 weeks. Um, and how, was, how far along were you when you say that? How far along is that? Is that in the ninth month or Oh, yeah. Month? It was two, one, two weeks before uh, his due date. Was oh, wow. Over. Okay. So everything was great. Yeah. Um, usually, you know, it is when a stillbirth happens. Everything goes along just fine. Um, mm-hmm. It was our first, um, you know, baby. And did you know whether it was a boy or a girl? Did you have the ultrasound? Oh, we knew early on. He had his name. He had his identity. and. Wow. Uh, but that's one of the things we've talked to uh, experts and other people on the show about how connected we are to our babies before birth now, right, Heidi? Absolutely. And like you said, if you carried him to term, I mean, that's a huge connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So little Tanner Nanner was, was, <laughs> was coming to us, and uh, he came a little early, and um, I don't know if you want me to talk about the actual experience of giving birth to him or... Uh, Yeah, whatever you'd like to talk about. I'm sure our audience would, you know, like to hear whatever you want to discuss um, with us. It was was a terrible pregnancy because I suffered greatly from round ligament stretching and back pain and heartburn, and uh, it was just a long, it was a long nine months. And uh, he came... um, started having contractions on the 28th of September, and that happened to be my husband's birthday. And uh, before we uh, went to the hospital, I uh, gave my husband his birthday present, and um, then we took off to the hospital. Mm. And um, I just have a really short poem that kind of sums up the whole Very good. <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. Um, September 28th, 2003, six long months. Two pink lines, excitement, joy, goosebumps, jungle nursery, first kicks, May 29th, 2003, 
baby showers, contractions, Todd's birthday present, take a shower, call the doctor, excitement, joy, goosebumps, the waiting room, the small examining room, bright white fluorescent lights, fetal Doppler, silence, Todd, oxygen mask, three nurses, no words, sonogram, expressionless, Todd asks, no, 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 Todd and I, Evelyn, my parents, my in-laws, no, 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 swallow heart, white rose on door, 12 hours, nurse Tracy, baby Tanner, silence, tears, love, emptiness, beautiful baby boy, our son, Five pounds, four ounces, 21 inches long. Tanner Lee Williams. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's powerful. That is really powerful. And you know, one of the things that it brings up for me is how, you know, some of the ways that you talk about healing, some of the ways that you talk about what people can do is poetry Mm -hmm. and and how fantastic. And how it really describes what we went through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's really not a poem. I'm calling it a poem because I don't know what else to call it. But I would call it a poem. I certainly <laughs> I would. would. <laughs> it's lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, really. Now talk about why you wrote and why you write and, and what would you suggest to others? I I was just born creative with a creative gene, and mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's not a blessing because it's hard to sleep at night because I'm thinking of ways to create memorials for for everyone and, uh you know, I I wrote, I wrote some other stories. I did drawings of my son, which are on the um, website as well. My husband and I uh, created a shadow box um, for our family room to um, place all of his mementos. Um, I journal. I take pictures of the sky and keep a sky journal on days that I feel Tanner is with me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love that idea. I, yeah. You know, because it's, it's something that other parents can do because a lot of early pregnancy losses, you don't have those tangible things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that, that people can do. Um, there's always... Um, Subtle ways to include your children on your greeting cards that you send, a little angel, a little stamp. My husband also got a little hand tattoo and put a T under it. Now, didn't you say he had that before and he put a T under it? Yes. That was a joke because when we first got married, my husband had a little tattoo of a hand on his arm and I always teased him, you know, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know, I don't know, and... When Tanner passed, he put a T under it and told me now it has meaning. Oh, wow. That's, That's really funny. Nice. Yeah, and tattoos are very big now, aren't they, Hattie? Oh. They are. In fact, I have a tattoo on my ankle, and it's a butterfly, and it represents the death of my brother. And when I adopted my daughter from China, I put a little yin-yang symbol in the middle, which represents the people that are coming into our lives. Because although we're losing many people in our lives, people come in as well. Yeah, uh, so that, so that's certainly an idea. I want to talk to you a, l- a little bit about your garden, too, because um, people should go to your site. It's really lovely to see that and talk. Well, did, it started out kind of with people giving you things, didn't it? Yeah, my, my husband's in the landscape industry as well, working for a different company, so we're both really, really active outside, and I just love puttering in the garden. And so people were donating 
flowers and trees and just gift certificates to plant nurseries. So, which, which, what a clever idea to donate a gift certificate to a plant nursery. I love that. Um, yeah, because they don't know actually where you're going to put the garden. If you are going to do a garden, it could be in the shade, it could be in the sun. Right. So um, we, I designed a garden almost immediately after he passed, probably a month afterward, because I just, you know, my, my juices were flowing and um, then the plants were coming in and um, we actually got stone donated too for the patio and the stone benches. And then a friend of ours created Tanner's Cross. And um, so a lot of things, a lot of different things were done. A garden gives a lot of people an opportunity to do things, doesn't it? I mean, they could even pick up a shovel. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. You can come together, like you said, and have an act, and everybody's active. Right. Um, one suggestion that I uh, have made before was if uh, money is an issue, maybe have a celebration on the spot where you'd like to have the garden and just invite people over and, you know, share with them your vision and just ask for donations for your baby's garden. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, and people want to do something, and they, you know, they really don't know what to do when you lose a child. It's, it's so and, and it can be stressful for people just to come over and sit. Oftentimes, they don't know how to do, you know. But if you said to them, hey, you know what, I want to get a garden started. Can you come over and help me? Mm-hmm. It gives them something to do, especially a lot of men, and they feel like they're helping you, and, and it's helping you to heal. And what a wonderful place to be able to sit if you have a bench there for these people after they do it, um, mm-hmm. I, I think, and a place to be able to come. I wanted to go back to your pregnancy a little bit because um, you had two early pregnancy losses. Uh, one was the first one, and, and what? how far did you go with that pregnancy? Um, my two early pregnancy losses happened a long time ago, mm-hmm. and, you know, it just wasn't the time. This mm-hmm. wasn't the time. So when my son Tanner died of a stillbirth, I was actually grieving three losses because mm-hmm. I never really grieved for my other two pregnancies. And I have named my babies. And, um, and is that recent that you named the other two after Tanner died? Yes. And that is one gift that my stillborn son gave me is the acknowledgement of my two early pregnancies. And losses. so they were first-term pregnancy losses, I take it? Yes. I also had two first-term pregnancy losses, and it's nice to know that right now for those people that are listening that have miscarried during the first trimester or the second or the third, you can go back and rename your babies. I love that you did that. If you haven't acknowledged that, it's okay now to say, you know what, after hearing the show, it's okay to name my baby and to acknowledge that I've had the loss of this child. Now, what did you name your other two? Bobby and Bailey. Bobby and Bailey. Were they both boys, or is Bailey a girl? Um, I or think didn't you Bailey know? was a girl. I have no idea, but I'm I'm thinking Bailey was a girl. Mm-hmm. So Bobby, Bailey, and Tanner. Tanner and my have a... living child is named Shaver. Shaver. How do you spell that? That's an unusual name. S H I V E R E. Very nice. And that's a boy. Yes, he's a boy. And, and were you stressed out, and I probably know the answer to this already, when you were delivering Shaver? Um, no. Oh, wow, that's great to I hear. I wasn't, and I wasn't stressed the entire pregnancy. I had a couple, couple nervous times, but mm-hmm. I figured that I had gone through the worst with Tanner and, you know, go ahead, give it to me because I'm ready. I can, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's very interesting you, you say that because I've heard many parents and, and many thoughts about one of the things one of the things that happens that I guess you could call it positive if anything is that you do lose some of your fear. Yes, I'm not afraid to die anymore because I know that I'm going to be very welcome up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so there's a courage that develops. Well, tell us a little bit. I know our audience is probably going to want to know a little bit more about uh, how Tanner actually died. Why Why was he uh, born still? Um, well, he uh, had a very long umbilical cord, mm. and it was wrapped around his neck three times and his wow. arm once. Oh. So he had passed away three days prior to his delivery. Um, mm. I did not know it because I was a first-time mom, and right. what was happening was the Braxton Hicks contractions mm-hmm. were making that. me believe that he was alive. And I, I knew that the movements were completely different, but I thought, well, he's almost ready to come. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the, the contractions were actually squeezing him and moving him so that I thought that he was moving on his own, and that oh, wow. wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if I started to contract because my body was ready to expel something that wasn't alive. So mm-hmm. um, that's just a possibility, you know. So um, it was just, I, you know, you try to think, okay, what did I do? What did mm-hmm. I do? Did I reach up to grab something? And, you know, I, I don't know, but they, they say that, that's not the case, and mm-hmm. and I was like, please tell me he didn't suffer. And um, the doctor said, no, he, he couldn't have suffered. He just went to sleep. Mm-hmm. In a very warm, nice, yeah. nurturing place. Yes. So our audience out there who has had this experience, who's had a stillbirth or thinking, how did you... How did you do it? After you had the baby, did you keep thinking that? I hope he didn't suffer. And, you know, how did you deal with all that? Was it your doctor's reassurance or what helped you? Oh, my nurse was just an angel. Oh, wow. She was with me the entire time. They had to induce me. I thought I was going to have a C-section, but that's unnecessary surgery. So Mm -hmm. my poem, you know, it was 12 hours. 12 hours, and my in-laws were there, and my husband and my girlfriend, uh, and my parents, you know, were out of state, so they, it was very difficult for them. But, mm-hmm. um, so they weren't there, your parents weren't there? No. They uh-huh. flew in as, as fast as they could. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he, uh, he came on his own, actually. Um, they had given me uh, anesthesia to numb the pain, and I, I was throwing up, so I think that the force from me throwing up kind of forced him out because the nurse picked up the, the blanket there and said, he's here, and so... And so they cleaned up the baby and you held him? And, yes, yes. You know, that's that's so great now that that's happening because years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my mother-in-law had uh, the same type of thing, and she never, you know, they never allowed her to yeah, see the baby. So, uh, and not only did they do that, but I had them put him in the morgue until my parents could meet him. Oh, uh, that's nice. So every, everyone saw him. Yeah. Well, and like you said, Diana, there's no way, even if you've had children before, there's no way that we can know whether or not our children have died when we're carrying them. It's just you, you don't know those things. I mean, you know, sometimes my son would be quiet and sometimes he would move. I mean, we just don't know. But but even giving having... The fact that I've had a couple of miscarriages, you do wonder, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? And we couldn't have done anything differently. 
You know, you just start to blame. I started to blame myself. Was it that Diet Coke I had? Was it, you know, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Was I under too much stress? And sometimes these things just happen, and there's no, there's no reason for it. You can't obsess over that. It's just, it's wasted energy. I, you know, use your energy to memorialize and keep your child's memory alive. I know that's easy to say now, like but, you know. You would, maybe part of the message is you will get to the point where you can do that too, right? And when you can, let's talk about some of the ideas that you have because they're really wonderful and you can find them on uh, her website, which are great. I, I love some of your ideas. And did you draw, do you draw all your cards? Um, I draw, I drew a nice pencil sketch of Tanner um, with angel wings and hair. I never saw his hair, but mm-hmm. it gave me comfort. And so that is on the website also. Um, I have a cousin who also had a stillbirth, and I did a pencil sketch of her, too. So, like I said, I'm, I'm always creating memorials. And Well, you talk about the importance of naming the baby, and, you, and you've talked about uh, naming your miscarriages that you had early and how Tanner's uh, arrival caused you to deal with the fact that you had had three babies. I like the idea next, uh, and there are pictures on her website of, of the picture of Tanner. There's a plaque. I guess it's in the garden. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is I liked your idea about choosing a theme for your baby so people can purchase mementos of significance. The butterflies are sons, um, sons symbolizing rebirth. I thought that was really a sweet, a theme that, you know, people could put a little butterfly in the garden or something. Right, mm-hmm. right. That was great. And, and when, I'm just curious about you using your energy, and my mom's talking about this right now, to memorialize how long after Tanner died did you feel like you had enough energy to start memorializing? Was it immediately or? Oh, no. I probably spent the entire month afterwards in an intoxicated mm-hmm. state. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's how I dealt with it. I, was, mm-hmm. I started drinking wine at 9 in the morning, and mm-hmm. I passed out at supper time. But mm-hmm. that was my way, and... Um, and that lasted for how long? Would a you month. Say? A month, okay. And then what happened where you woke up one day and said, okay, I need to make a shift? I mean, you just all of a sudden woke up a month later and said, look, I need to do something different here? I think it was when the plants started coming in. Oh, and, okay. um, and I was like, you know, I got I have to do something. So I designed the garden, and so a month later is Who when sent you your first plant, do you remember? I think it was my father-in-law's. Uh, former soccer team. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was from a, a high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's so amazing. They sent you a plant. Do you remember what it was? They sent us the three crepe myrtle trees uh, oh. that are in the garden. So little did they know that it was. It doesn't represent me, my husband, and Tanner, but my three children in heaven. So, wow. um, so they really... That's really neat. They really propelled you out of um, Mm -hmm. a state of being fairly out of it with alcohol for a month, huh? Oh, most definitely. And, and, you know, I was going to say something about this. Diana, here you've had a pregnancy, and we have to remember you're recovering. Your milk is letting down. Your body's recovering from having a baby. And so that, I think, would be an emotional thing to go through as well. Yes, it was at at Tanner's memorial service at the church when I was in the receiving line and receiving lots of really big hugs, mm-hmm. and my chest 
was mm-hmm. just about to explode, and I didn't realize what was happening because I completely forgot about it. So when I got home that night, it it dawned on me what was going on. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a constant reminder. I mean, you already have enough, but that's a physical reminder also. Well, Diana, let's talk a little bit about your scrapbooks. Okay. How did you get uh, involved with doing that? And it, on your uh, website, uh, com website, there's, I guess that's you, a picture of you scrapping away or drawing or something? Yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and below that, um, maybe we'll talk about this for a second, is a picture of two babies and um, I think from what I read, that is a picture of your of your son. Is it Shiver? Shiver. Shiver. Your son Shiver and uh, Tanner, right? What? And you did it on a birth announcement. Actually, it was our Christmas card that we sent out that <laughs> mortified some people. <laughs> but um, what I did was the first year or Shiver's first Christmas with us, I couldn't send out just a picture of Shaver, um without feeling guilty, so I mm-hmm. superimposed them together mm-hmm. and created the Christmas card. And and now I, I find out years later that they were friends and family were very worried <laughs> about me back then, but mm-hmm. they didn't say anything, and I'm so glad they didn't because it would have been, you know, World War Four. <laughs> right. I, I, wouldn't, I would imagine that anyone that's had the death of a sibling or a child would would find that fine. I mean, I don't think, you know, I think they would get, I would get a card like that and think, wow, this is amazing that they're, she's recognizing Tanner and that the boys are together. I imagine you had both camps, people yeah. who thought it was wonderful yeah. and people who thought it wasn't, <laughs> and the people in between who didn't But you have know what? It was the first year that I did it. I didn't mm-hmm. do it again. So, you know, that made me feel good. And damn it all, that's what I did. Well, so what I, would you say to people out there that want to do something like that? I am lucky to have supportive family and friends. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not as lucky. But I say do what works for you. Go for it, right? Yep. Right. And we all grieve individually, and if it helps you to heal, that's what's important. Exactly. What what I love about your uh, website is people may not want to do a card, you know, that way. And and also your baby was full full term. Um, And, you know, they may or may not want to do a card that way, but... You've got so many ideas on here. I mean, mm-hmm. they can pick and choose, and also it can give people other ideas, like your return address, uh, those little mm-hmm. tabs you buy, yeah. you know, where it's got your return address on it. You've got even your dog on yours. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> and you, so you can see an idea for, re- you know, putting your child's name with a little uh, picture Um you know, or some kind of a little symbol on your return address right. if they're part yeah. of your family, if, if, you know, if that's something you want to do. But talk a little bit about your scrapbooking and how did you get into it and mm-hmm. when did you start? You started with your memory garden. And right, um, and the drawings. And um, later on I, I thought, well, how am I going to memorialize my two other children? And then I thought, now, those are two other miscarriages for folks that have just tuned in, and how are you going to memorialize them? So go ahead. So with early pregnancy losses, we don't have all those tangible mementos. So mm-hmm. after my long bout with grieving, and, and I really was obsessed with finding more about heaven, so I reconnected with the church, and I am so sure that I am going to see my children again. So. Right. 
that was why I created one page, a heaven and earth page, so that I can create one page with all my family members on one page. My children in heaven, my living child, my husband, and myself, so that the entire family unit is together. And this is your scrapbook, right? That this you're is talking about? Within the kit, yes, the Just the Cloud Away. Um, so there's a kit that you can get, and you and there's a page where you can put all your children in. All your children, your husband, your wife. Uh, you can put grandparents, or you can just put your children. But it's a heaven and earth, so that we're not leaving anyone out, because it was not an option for me to create a separate baby book for my children in heaven that would just be put away. I wanted these pages to be included within the family scrapbook because mm-hmm. they're family. You know what I think would be really healing would be to have a, like a scrapbook get together like a party and invite friends and they could have had losses in their lives all scrapbook together. Yes. Now do you do that? Do you suggest that? Scrapping um, groups? <laughs> I do and a lot of support groups throughout the nation dealing with pregnancy and infant loss they do have monthly scrapbooking meetings. Oh that's wonderful. I love yeah. that idea. I do too. I know uh, uh, Heather Heidi's sister right. is a scrapbooker. Mm-hmm. You know, she does uh, gets together, and I don't know if she still does it, but right. she, she gets used to together get together monthly. Yeah, they had a monthly scrapbooking mm-hmm. where they just took all the pictures of the family and and scrapbooked all the time. But I love your idea that there's no reason to leave any of your children out. Right. Of of your scrapbook, so that's a that's a great idea. That, and you like know, you said, continue. to incorporate them into the family because if you just did a separate book for. Tanner or for the, the miscarriage, the kids that have been, you lost in miscarriage, they might be put away and no one would ever look at them again. Right. Now talk a little bit about your um, sympathy baskets. Because I've been through it myself, I know what I enjoyed <laughs> uh, and what really made sense. And it's not just things that are memorials. Uh, it can be practical things like money because usually, you know, the parents are taking time off of work mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're missing out uh, uh, shoveling any housework. Oh, mm-hmm. how wonderful. Food. Um, I like your idea of a gift certificate for food, too. I mean, you could give them a um, certificate to a restaurant or, yeah. you know. I-, I know people that have shoveled and not told anyone. They've gone in and shoveled people's driveways and front walk, and when they came out, it was done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you said, those are great ideas, because if you just go to someone's house and sit there, then it's a lot of work for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one thing my uh, sister-in-law did was she actually created a Just a Cloud Away kit for Tanner, and that's off to the right there. And I call that a love memorial, because mm-hmm. it's just it's so special to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that my son is very special to a lot of people out there. Um, right. Now, talk about going back to church. I think that is also very interesting because I know uh, sometimes, um, you know, uh, I'm a therapist, and sometimes when people are really at loose ends, I will recommend that they might want to consider, and I'm not saying they should, but they might want to consider going back to the church of their childhood. And, and the other part of that, Mom, I've got to tune in here for a minute, is, uh, some people, when they have had the death of a child or sibling or loss, they get so angry at God that they turn away from the church. So it's interesting, you know, that, that the church was a sign of, you know, a place of comfort. Wow, was it big! Hallelujah, Hallelujah! That's one <laughs> of the greatest gifts 
Tanner has given to me is that after 17, I think 17 years uh, being away from the church, mm-hmm. I found it. it. It found me. God found me. I was driving around in December, our first Christmas, and I was like, I need to find a place to pray. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, led to St. Pius in Greensboro here, St. Pius the Tenth, and and I went in, and I just wanted to go in and pray, and there was a waiting line for the confessional, and I was like, oh, no, what do I do? <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm just going to stay, and I'm going to go for it, and that's what I did. And the priest, the Monsignor, was just wonderful, and I joined the church. I'm part of the garden committee, and wow. I've met so many wonderful people and gone on retreats, and I'm, I'm pretty active. And, and, and that's the a Catholic church? It's a Catholic church, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful just, story. It's awesome, awesome. Well, and I've got to say, I live here in New York City, but, you know, there's churches all over here, and you don't have to be a member of a Catholic church to go in, and you can go in and light candles for people that have died, and you can pray, and you can just be there and then leave, which is wonderful. And what about being angry with God? People are saying now, yeah, but, and Heidi, you said it about right. people dropping away. I, I love what our Rabbi Grohlman said on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Was it last week, Heidi? Or? Yeah, that was yes. He said, uh, God can uh, take it. Yeah. You can be angry at God all you want. God can take it. Yeah. He can take it. And I just went to a memorial service, um, a Christmas service for Tanner. We do that every year. And the priest, preacher was like, God can take it. But you know what? His son died for us. Mm-hmm. So he knows what it feels like. That's right. a good point, actually. So here I am, and I'm hearing you talk, and I'm drinking, and I, I'm spending my whole day drinking or taking Valium or and sleeping pills, which, uh, you know, and I'm just kind of out of it. What What do you say to me? I will give you a month or two to do that, mm-hmm. because if that is your way, that's your way, because if anyone intervened with me, I would have been very angry. And my girlfriend says, if you're doing this six months from now, we're going to get you some help, but that was my way. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. We're not judging, but if you're beyond, what, a couple of months? Yes. You better kick it in, get some help, whatever. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. Yeah. Well, let's move on a little bit more to some of the other things that you recommend. Um, the memorial gardens, the engraving, have your name of your loved one engraved on material that can weather outdoor elements. I like that. And a wind chime. We had uh, mm-hmm. Dakota Chimes uh, were on our show, weren't they, Heidi? And uh, sent us a beautiful wind chime. Yeah, it was Scott's, with my brother's name engraved on it. Mm-hmm. And then they, they said every time the wind chime blows, it makes noise now, and it, I hear it and I think of my brother. Yep. I love that. And how about a scent? You said, do you remember a scent of firewood or whatever? Um, you can sit down and burn that and, and think about your child. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, because I'm a landscape designer, and at that time in my life, I had a client out in the country that I would drive out there, and people would be burning fires. So when I was pregnant with Tanner, frequently I smelled fresh cedar wood burning, mm-hmm. and I love, love that, that smell. Mm-hmm. So that. That is tanner smell and everything having to do with autumn, pumpkin, spice, cinnamon. It's just, you know, what I had in the house. It's, it's everything, you know, everything is tanner in the autumn. Well, with Shaver too, because they're sharing uh, birthday seasons. But uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, that, that's a kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yes, Early it on, is. it comes to bite you yes. <laughs> when you smell that smell. When you um, see, say, it's winter time for some of our folks, and there's the snow, and you know the snowflakes, and um, different things. The holidays. Uh, yeah, the holidays and all those kinds of things. Uh, are bittersweet in many ways. And as time goes on, I think that you're bringing up for us, Diana, that the memories get uh, become more good than negative. They sure do. They sure do. Because I tell you, I cry all the time, and I love to cry because I feel so much better afterward. And it might not be a sobbing cry, a little teary-eyed, but any, any, any cry is good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you talk a little bit about support groups, uh, and you found it in your church, but uh, you were talking about Haven of Hope and Healing Incorporated as uh, one support group. Is that national? No, no. It's local here uh, in Graham, North Carolina, and uh, it's small, and it's an open forum, and I just felt so comfortable. I wanted to talk, 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 and this allowed me to talk um you know, men and women grieve differently, of course. So, you know, I think I talked my husband's ear off, and I wanted to talk more. So joining this group was, was wonderful. Did you feel like that the very first time you went into it? Were you comfortable right away, or did you feel like, wait a minute, I don't want to hear everybody's stories? I brought my girlfriend with me just in oh, case. But, that's um, a good idea. Yeah. I, uh, I felt very comfortable because the facilitator and the founder, Christy Moser, um, mm-hmm. was very comforting. I just loved it. I love that idea of going along with someone, and I, I, do too. I think it can also be helpful. And you're what five years out? Um, Four. Yeah. Yeah, helping maybe going with someone else too, and taking someone along um, mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing to do. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about before we close the show was something you said on the uh, as we went into from the break, which was men and women grieve so differently. Because you're talking a bit about your friends and going to group, and I wondered where is it, Todd? Todd, yes. Yeah, where Todd was in all this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now that it's years later, <laughs> I can talk about this. Uh, it, it really was difficult. Um, and you don't really know how one another are going to grieve. You know, who who anticipates something so devastating? Mm-hmm. So this really puts a test on your marriage. Um, men are so different. Uh, my husband would internalize it and... Actually, building our son's memory garden was a wonderful outlet for him because he made those benches so level, uh, the mortared stone used in building them and constructing them. He, it was perfection. Mm-hmm. And, and we thought about it because I wanted to get his garden done and finished quickly. And, and he just, woof, it took a long time to build those benches. But having an outlet... Um, for him to use his energy like that is wonderful. And now these are the wonderful stone benches that you have in the picture. Yes, yes. Uh, they're lovely. There's a there's a flat stone circle and a cross, and then these wonderful stone benches around it. And it sounds like he made those benches out of love for Tanner and as a tribute to his son. Yes, yes. Now, did he have friends help him do that? Did they have to help him carry the stuff, or did he do it all on his own? No, he pretty much did. He had one friend help one day, um, but he pretty much was very particular about the construction of those benches, and that was his way. And, and my way was, you know, he'd come home from work, and I'd say, well, did you mention Tanner's name? You know, who did you talk to about Tanner? You know, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner. 
He's like, I didn't talk to anyone about them, you know. And I was like, why? Why? <laughs> you know, I was, I just wanted to talk. And I you know, I would imagine that if a man went to work, I don't know what your thought is, Heidi, and the, they knew that you'd had what a lot of the world might term as a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you'd lost a child. Men probably don't like to talk about what the term was and all that kind of stuff. So they would go and he would, they would probably say, I would guess 90% of the time, how's your wife doing? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I really doubt if a lot of men would say, and how are you doing? Would you think, Heidi? No, especially after a stillbirth because you've been through so much. And, uh, yeah, I would think the same thing. And I also think men would be hesitant to want to talk about it because they're uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think men don't want to see other men cry or get uncomfortable. So I think it's a little difficult for them. A lot of men talk about, uh, you know, the difficulty of crying at work. Women can cry. Well, Hillary Clinton was a perfect example recently (laughs) (laughs) where the world, it might even have increased her popularity, you know, Um, whereas uh, Muskie years ago uh, cried because the press dished his wife, and that ended his run for the presidency. Wow. So uh, you can see it's a little different thing. So uh, he didn't want to go to groups with you? Um, After a while, he went to a few, but for Todd, talking wasn't his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and after a while, I I accepted that because you really have to work together, and it's such a stress on your marriage and just stress on your different grieving styles, but you have to respect each other because you both love your kids. The love is there. It's just shown differently. Mm -hmm. And you're making a good point, and like you said, just because he didn't talk doesn't mean that he didn't find other outlets to heal. He yes. found other ways to heal. Yes. I think that's so important. Everybody has their own way. And uh, there, I think as women, sometimes we're like, you've got to get it out. You know, right. you've got to talk. And uh, we're finding that's not necessarily the case, that people make the benches and do that kind of thing. And he can go out and look at his benches and sit down and think about his child yep. mm-hmm. when, whenever he wants to. Oh, wonderful. Well, I would suggest to our audience that they definitely go to your website. And one of the things I wanted to run down before we close the show is a comfort basket for men because you've got um, ideas for people, what they can do for men. And and I think that's so great that there's actually something. um, You're talking about a gift certificate to a hardware store, a bookstore, a store, or plant nursery, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting thought. and you've got a memory garden tip sheet on your line uh, that things for men to build a memory garden. Is right. that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you talk about that they can do birdhouses or stepping stones or uh, craft kits. There's so many craft yeah. kits out there that you know they can make and uh, as a tribute for their, their children. And you say a book on pregnancy loss from a man's perspective. Is there one? Yes, there is, and I can't wow. remember the title, but it is out there. <laughs> I, had no, I had no idea there was one. You better email it to us, and we'll put it on our website. Yeah. And then you can uh, do an ornament. I love this, a Christmas ornament engraved with the baby and daddy's name on it. Mm, that's nice. Purchase a subscription to a trade publication he would enjoy and create a remembrance kit for their angel. Uh, I think these ideas are so wonderful. I mean, it's just on and on, and... Um, it's time for us to close our show, and I want to say if people want to get more of um, information on what you're doing and and your ideas and maybe buy some of your kits and some of your things that they go to your website, uh, justthecloudaway.com, yes. and uh, look at the information on there. Well, Diana, it's been great to have you on the show. Before we close the show, do you have something you'd like to uh, leave our audience with? Um. 
Yes, I do. Uh, we did expand our family, but instead of having a living child, we had a beautiful angel named Tanner. Ah, wonderful. Well, thank you very much. And um, it's time to close our show, and uh, we want to thank Diana Gardner-Williams for talking to us about pregnancy loss and the fact that our babies are just a cloud away. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.